0: The
1: Dean How was your week? This week I've been reading George Bush's memoirs He lays out his memoirs as 14 chapters that are the 14 most important decisions he's made in his life and one thing that stuck out to me is a line from his first chapter which is about his decision to quit drinking at 40 years old He says the decision to quit drinking was one of the most difficult decisions he's ever made in his life But without making that decision, he wouldn't have been able to make subsequent decisions later in life. And that made me think about the quote by Einstein about madness. Einstein defines madness as doing the same thing and expecting different results. So that made me think about myself and how I can bridge that gap between the me today versus the better me tomorrow. And Mm. one of my advices, as you probably know, is YouTube. So I use YouTube for like 90% of the information I consume. And one thing I've tried to implement this week and is, is not using technology for at least two days of a week. And I would, it's something I would definitely recommend. So far, it's allowed me to see how much of a major player technology is in my life and how refreshing it is to not use technology and not be reliant upon it. So that's what my week's been looking
0: like, man. What about yourself? Mm, That's a really interesting week you've had. Um, I definitely feel like there's a correlation for me personally uh, between the more I use technology and the less productive I am as as an individual. Um, And just like you've been regulating your um, technology consumption, this week I've tried to regulate my food consumption or at least keep a track of it. So this week I started a food journal. So um, so essentially what it's enabled me to do is keep a track on all of the different food and drink that I've consumed this week. Um, And ultimately, it's been really valuable um, because I feel like it's helped me identify my eating habits and my consumption patterns. Um, And now that I have all of this data, I'm able to correct any imbalances in my diet um, and I'm able to make changes where necessary. and there's that famous saying, what doesn't get measured, doesn't get managed. So um, I'm going to try my best to keep tracking my food um, habits um, in this food journal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shall we get into this reflection? Let's go, episode? man.
1: So, yeah, we're reflecting Let's on, on. Ezra's episode. What, what were your
0: thoughts? What were my thoughts? Um, so whilst re-watching Ezrom's episode, there were so many different themes that caught my attention. There was the stuff to do with the risks of comparing yourself to others. There was the stuff to do with the dangers of ego and the positive impact of teachers on students, um, etc. But the theme that I want to discuss with you today um, is, on the, is on London culture, mm. particu- particularly inner city London culture. Mm. Um, during, during our conversation with Ezron, there was one particular segment where this theme really
1: shined through. Like, especially yeah. like Mufti day, when you get to yeah. it I just remember like, you're like, oh, what am I gonna wear? I need to yeah. say, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> the day before. What was the thing? What was the thing in Aya? Cause I remember it was, it was G-Star Roll jeans and yeah. a Ralphie.
2: It, yeah, Ralphie, yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't
1: matter. I remember like, if you find, <laughs> if you find something that was cheap, didn't it, yeah? yeah. Like, a designer brand that was cheap. It don't matter what size it is. <laughs> swear, well, can, what color, sure size? It. Yeah, <laughs> it does not matter. As long as the horse is
0: there, it's showing. Whether it's in the way we dress, like your reference to the Polo Ralph Lauren t-shirt, whether it's in the way we walk, whether it's in the way we speak, um, the way we interact in public, etc. I don't think anyone would argue with the fact that there's a very distinct inner city London culture. Um, The culture has very strong African and Caribbean roots. um, And in recent years, it has evolved to be influenced by Somali, North African, Arab and Asian culture as well, reflecting the changing social... Makeup of the city, um, but aside from London culture changing, the culture has also grown in influence. Um, so this week I was reading Afua Hirsch's uh, book British, um, and in her book she makes the point that London subculture, especially through language and especially through music, has grown exponentially in the last few years. Um, and it's grown so much that it's shaped the identities and the youth culture in communities across the UK and across the world um, so yeah the way inner city London culture has changed and the way that it's expanded to influence so many people is something that I find really fascinating mm-hmm. um, because I know <coughs> that London definitely has a, has a very strong like, a noticeable place in my heart and in my identity so the question I have for you Saida Dean um is when i ask you to think of london mm. what image what image do you paint in your head
1: london for me is a huge part of my identity and it's something i feel like it's a blessing to live um, to be to mm. grow up in london i think like you said growing up in london is almost like it's the world in one city and for me that means having a wealth of cultural understanding and knowledge, whether it's like your neighbour being from one part of the world and a neighbour on the other side being from a completely different part of the world, it means that you can understand humans and human behaviour and different cultures as as just a part of growing up in London. And I think for me that's been a huge luxury and something I don't take for granted Um, and it's something you realise as well when you leave London so a lot of Londoners that might be listening to this as soon as you leave London you realise how much of a Londoner you are how much of the things about your quirks and personalities are to do with growing up in London images that come to my mind are like shepherd's bush market going shopping with my mum and just having to lug around that that shopping trolley Um, and I also think about things like the politics of of Going to school on the bus and where where you sit means about your social standing, whether that's in the, on the back, on the top deck, or right at the front, or in, on the bottom deck. And the politics of going on the London tube, not, look, not making any eye contact and um, just staring at the floor or going on your phone. And so for me, London is like a whole plethora of things, but it's definitely a huge part of my identity. And definitely, the more I grow, the more I realize how much being a Londoner has shaped who I am today.
0: Nah, man, your thoughts definitely resonate with me, man. Um, it's such an amazing place to to grow up. Um, but yeah, without further ado, yeah, side D, man, what was your reflection on our conversation with Ezra?
1: So my conversation with uh, my reflections on our conversation with Ezra kind of for me came about after hearing this really and truly when you like when you when you look at that it's like are you doing it for you or are you doing it for people Mm. because like what is the if you're doing it for yourself then why does the comparison matter Mm. i mean if you're content with yourself and what your journey is and what Mm. your plan is then what does it matter if uh, so said is at this uh, level in his career Mm. and you're just here at the moment Mm. because it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you're content with your own plan and your own journey yeah but i think when you're young like you, you care about those things you care about what people say like yeah. oh there's this person here that's doing this and mm-hmm. you're not in the talk so you're like oh i need to be in the talk or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's so what, it was. what this made me think about is having honest conversations with ourselves about the motivations that lie behind our actions and this kind of conversations that we have with ourselves is not an easy one it, it requires a lot of honesty a lot of vulnerability and it's something that made me think about starting After Work with you Suleiman and the kind of conversations and thoughts that we had. Intention for us was a huge factor in terms of why we're starting this up. And I think as it should be, After Work is a project that is very public, it's on the internet. And I know it's not just me and you, but a lot of people who have thoughts about starting a project online think about like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this just for attention? Um, is, is Am I just doing it because it's a trend? And I think these are valid thoughts. And I think for us, the the way we try to deal with those thoughts is to, to have honest conversations with each other about what our intentions are and where they lie. And one thing I think was a huge factor in propelling after work to, to being a real life project is both of our intentions aligning um, mm. and, having said that i would say that intention is not something that you just deal with and move on it's something that you and i have continued to to check in on um and intention checking and checking our motivations is something that i feel like is a journey and it's not just a decision you make one off. um for us that means having conversations every now and then scheduling Uh, meetings where we talk about after work um, and what it's looking like and where we want it to be. Uh, So my conversation based on that theme of intentions and motivations that underlie our actions is, Suleiman, what method do you have for identifying the intentions that lie behind your actions?
0: that's a really interesting question and it's a really important topic like you said it's like intentions um was something that me and you both considered before we started this podcast Um, and intentions are really important for me um my values are grounded in my faith um, and in my religion actions are fundamentally judged by your intentions so checking so checking intentions and reflecting and renewing intentions are acts that I try to do as frequently as possible um, in terms of the best way for me to check my intentions and the method in which I check my intentions I'd say number one the first thing I do is I take a step back um, I take a step back away from the public I take a step back from the influence of external factors um, I try to take a step back from everything um, And then when I'm alone, when I'm by myself, just me, myself and my mind, um, number two, I try to ask the following questions. Like, so what are your values? What are your ethics? Um, And do your current actions or your potential actions align with those values and ethics? Um, And like you said, it's so important to be honest with yourself when you're checking your intentions, because it's very easy to convince yourself Um, in any given situation that you're doing the right thing. I feel like human beings just have that skill of justifying nearly everything. Um, But ultimately, if you do lie to yourself, even if it's just a white lie, you're only prolonging an inevitable sense of frustration because your actions at the end of the day will be not aligned to your values. So yeah, for me, um, in summary, the way that the method I kind of adopt for checking my intentions is number one, I try to have a concrete understanding of my values. Um, and number two, I, I question myself in isolation about whether those values align with my actions and vice versa. No,
1: that's very insightful. So here's good friend and regular listener, Zachariah, sharing his insights into our conversation with Ezra.
2: I really enjoyed the episode. I think you guys touched on a lot of interesting points, um, Have me cracking up the entire way through. Uh, I think it's, it's mad how similar like our secondary school experiences really are. Uh, everyone had their G-Star, Ralph days. <laughs> Comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's a great, great quotable from Saladin. I'm probably gonna steal that. Um, but I think that's something a lot of us can relate to. Um, I think, personally, as I've matured, um, i try to compare myself less and less, um, you know, trust my own path in life. But I think, just as uh, Suleiman said, we're all guilty of it. Uh, we all, you know, is seek sometimes to an extent, you know, whether it's university degrees, sports, um, whatever it may be. But what I want to hear a little bit more about is one of the last things you guys spoke about, which is embracing change. Um, and, you know, how do you strike a balance between embracing change Um, finding the time for your um, hobbies or you know something creative that you might want to do um, and building your career um, progressing with education um, you know how have you guys been able to strike that balance uh, with the podcast so next
0: week we will be reflecting on our conversation with mobin if you had any thoughts for yourself about that conversation and that episode please feel free to get in contact with us Um, and again i hope everyone is well and in the best of health see you next week